This is Curtis Hill, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Extra Point. Today is the last day of a month that, for many of us, is one of the strangest months we've ever had. It's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. First, let me tell you, I hope you're able to participate in the service on Sunday. If not, you can go to ogletown.org watch. I received some pictures and some videos of OBC families watching together and even former OBC families watching from out of state. I even got some drawings from our preschoolers. I'll share one of those on the show notes page. I am told that the preschoolers might have been more engaged with the music and their attention might have wandered a little when the sermon started. But what's new there, right? Just the preschoolers, you might ask? Seriously, thank you for taking the time to watch. And uh, thank you to many who are giving financially to keep our church in a place of engaging our area and being faithful to our mission. And thanks to all those who are praying for God to show his strength in this time when we feel so many of our weaknesses and limitations. So I am going to do something a little different today. A song has been on my mind, and many of you know how much I love music. I took piano lessons for years. I sang in choirs. I played handbells and even... I even sang solos in church that my mom assured me were just fantastic. So I have loved music since I was a child, and music really speaks to me. And there are definitely certain songs that stick with you. One song that grew really special to me at the time of my dad's death in 2013 was Be Still My Soul. So the author of the song, Katerina von Schlegel, was born in the 1600s. And Be Still My Soul was written originally in German and then translated in the 1800s into English by Jane Borthwick. And so I want to read it verse by verse and line by line. And I know it's not scripture, but the author's reflection on spiritual realities just really, really serves my soul. And I wanted to unpack some of it because what she has been able to put to words has been so refreshing to my soul. And I think it could be refreshing to your soul today. So I want to read a verse and then I'll make a few comments and then the next verse and a few more comments. And hopefully God will use the song to speak to you today. And even before we get there, I want to give just a little orientation to the five verses that have come over to us in English. And I want you to listen to how each verse is so realistic. So this song speaks of dealing with change and disappointment and grief and loved ones dying and tears. This is real world. This is life. And each of the verses is also so relational. So this song assumes a deep relationship with God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God isn't viewed as a distant deity, some great clockwinder. He's our present help in the time of trouble. Each verse also reminds us in fresh ways that God is for us. And if God is for us, well, then who could be against us? And I also find that each verse gives us a view to the end. So there are words like the end and at last, and there are scenes of restoration and clouds that have finally passed. So one other note, there are some songs that when someone today tries to introduce a new tune or an additional chorus, it's like, nah, things get really, really messed up. And I know everyone has their own taste in music, but I found that the version that Carrie Job does is really, really well done. She adds a new chorus that almost lets you breathe and praise God in between the verses. So I just wish she had done five verses instead of three, but I'll I'll link to that song, a video of that song in the show notes. So here's verse one. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change, he faithful will remain.
Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways, leads to a joyful end. Did you hear that? In every change, he faithful will remain. How many circumstances, even daily rhythms have changed. But God is faithful. He remains faithful. What will normalize? Like what changes are going to become permanent? What's next? Who knows? But he is faithful. Verse 2. Be still, my soul. When dearest friends depart and all is darkened in the veil of tears, then thou shalt better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul. Thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Important words, like you're going, you're going to know his love and his heart better because the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, saves those who are crushed in spirit. When it comes to sorrows and fears, Jesus isn't distant. By the way, did you notice the hopeful confidence that there's some sort of restoration? Your Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Think about something that has been taken away and how much sweeter it is when it's given to you again. For me, that's part of the hope of the new heavens and the new earth. Verse 3, be still, my soul. Thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. For all now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul. The waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. This verse starts with a picture of God going to work. He's guiding the future as he's guided the past. And when we hear the words, at last, like things that are so confusing at the time, later as you start dwelling on it, years later sometimes, things come into sharper focus. You see things you couldn't see in the short term. And I love the way this verse ends, the picture of Jesus calming the storm. All of the darkest elements of the earth still know his voice. This is the imagery of one literally in the boat with us. Verse 4, be still, my soul. The hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord, when disappointment, grief, and fear are gone. Sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul. When change and tears are past, all safe and blessed. We shall meet at last. I think this is my favorite verse of the song. Such an eager anticipation, a hope to be forever with the Lord. And yet in the middle of that, as we sing, we are naming things that hurt, disappointment, grief, fear, sorrow, tears, and change. There's that word again. The Revelation 21 picture is painted though. Grief is gone. Sorrows are forgotten. Change and tears are past. And the purest joys of love will be restored. It's hard to put into words what this means to me because there are pure joys of love, deep affection that seem to be almost stolen or taken away when someone dies. And this is one of the most beautiful depictions to me of the restoration that will happen one day. There's also a joyful reunion. We made it through. We're safe. We're blessed. Verse five, be still my soul. Begin the song of praise on earth, <laughs> believing to thy Lord on high. Acknowledge him in all thy words and ways. So shall he view thee with a well-pleased eye. Be still, my soul. The sun of life divine through passing clouds shall but more brightly shine. Here's the call to action. Right now, begin the song of praise. This echoes so much of what I've been reading in the Psalms. Singing begins right now. 
And that song comes from a heart that has faith and confidence in God. There's joy in a relationship with the Lord. The picture is like, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And since we are in Christ, we're pleasing to the Lord. And in this song, we're telling our souls to be calm, to be quiet before the Lord. But we are doing this because of truth, not just because we're making up stuff or inventing things we hope to be true. I hope the song speaks to you and maybe, maybe you can add it to a playlist of yours sometime soon. Well, I really do appreciate you listening to The Extra Point. That's all for now. I can't wait until we can meet face-to-face again. But in the meantime, I love you, Ogletown. Mm-hmm.